WXDX-FM, Pittsburgh. Greg Brown, the Pirates play-by-play announcer, put up a tweet that drew some attention. Uh, Greg Brown is very good at his job, and he's a good guy. But this tweet is 100% totally full of crap. So here goes, and I quote, Some fake news out there. I happen to know Bob Nutting. He is as good a man as I have ever met. He is an excellent team over owner who righted a sinking pirate ship. He cares deeply about the organization and wants to bring a championship to Pittsburgh. That is the truth. That's the tweet by Greg Brown. First off, nobody cares if Bob Nutting is a good man. It's not relevant. Bob Nutting did write the sinking pirate ship, and then he looted it. And if Bob Nutting really wants to bring a championship to Pittsburgh, he certainly does have an odd approach. Ronnie's a good guy, but he's a company man, and he's a stooge. Ronnie was on the Pirate flagship today, and it was more of the same. He said that the Pirates might be better in 2018, but how the frig is that possible? The GM said all winter that the Pirates' best team for 2018 includes Cole and Kutch, and then he traded him. So how can this team be better in any way that transcends Fluky? Sick again, brought to you by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956. I respect Greg Braun. I can't say that strongly or often enough. I respect Greg Braun. But he's 100% full of crap on this. Bob Nutting wants to make money. That is his only goal. There's plenty of evidence out there that confirms that, and no evidence that suggests he cares deeply about the organization and wants to bring a championship to Pittsburgh. Uh, Like I said yesterday, a sports team owner isn't obligated to maximize profit. He can try to win, and there's a happy medium, too. Bob Nutting is maximizing profit. Brown said today that Nutting didn't tell Huntington to trade Colin Kutch. And I'm sure he didn't. No, what Nutting said was, here's your budget. Here's how much you can spend. Figure it out. And that mandated trading Colin Kutch. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Tom Brady might not play Sunday. You know, uh, some bookies have taken that game off the board. When that game's off the board, there's a real chance Brady might not play or will play at some uh, injured fashion where he's not near the peak of his powers. Ian Rappaport of NFL.com says that Brady was a limited participant in practice today and is officially listed as questionable. You know, there's a rumor that the helmet that Brady's hand hit when he injured it in practice was James Harrison's. If it was to you, James, I say, too little, too late. And Brady would not meet with the media after practice, so uh, who really knows what's going on there? Penguins with a nice win last night. I would love to talk about hockey the rest of the day. It's that time. The Steelers are done. The Pirates are done before they've started. Hockey is king. Let's talk hockey. 
WXDX. Although, I think now Lev Bell does got to go. But I go back and forth. But skipping the walkthrough before a playoff game, his head is with his rap career. His head is with his bank account. His head is not with the Steelers. I'm not even sure his head is with succeeding at football. Lev Bell is a grade-A jackass. And mark my words, remember when Lev was young and he was cute and full of fun? Juju Schuster going to be a jackass too. And it won't be Juju's fault, just like it's not Lev's fault. Mike Tomlin enabled him to be a jackass. And so it shall be again with Juju Smith-Schuster. Let's go to Kevin and Robinson. Kevin, you're on with Mark. Hey, Super G. Hey, a um, couple questions about Penguin trades, you know, just rumors and stuff. Um, what would you think about, I know we don't trade in division too much, but uh, I see the New York Rangers are down two defensemen now. Um, we got Ian Cole just sitting there, and I know the Rangers are trying to get rid of uh, Grabner. Would that be a good trade? The Rangers are not trying to get rid of Grabner. Grabner's their leading frigging goal scorer. Unrestricted free agent, they're going to let him go. I guarantee he's going to be traded. I guarantee that as long as they're in legitimate contention to finish in a playoff spot, he will not be. Goodbye. And Ian Cole, isn't Ian Cole a free agent? Yeah, Ian Cole's a free agent at season's end, you jackass. I shouldn't have hung up on you because I would love for a you to heard me call you a jackass, you jackass. They're going to trade him because he's a free agent. Why would they trade him for another free agent? Jackass. Let's go to Dan in Tampa, Florida. Dan, you're on with Mark. Hey, Double M. I wanted to get a conversation going about Patrick Hornquist. Um, you know, for, for my money, he's been, other than Kessel, he's been the most consistent Penguin forward on a night-to-night basis. And now, you know, he's got that reputation of being a natural presence, and he's that gritty guy that every team kills for. So it makes me wonder, you know, if you look at his point production, he's on pace with guys like Leon Dreisaitl and Wayne Simmons, and those guys make substantially more money than he does. So it makes me wonder, will the Penguins or can the Penguins, you know, give him the contract that he's looking for in the offseason? And what would you give a guy like Hornquist in the summer, given that he's... Well, let me tell you what I think Hornquist is going to want, and then you can tell me if you would give it to him. How'd that? All right, sounds good. I think he's going to want at least four years. I think he's going to want at least $6 million. Yeah, I agree. And, and if I'm the Penguins, I don't know if I'd give him more than four years, given that he's 31. I don't know if I'd um, give him you know, four years, because he's 31, and a power forward's career hits a wall all of a sudden, and usually at an age not much older than 31. Yeah, and he plays that nasty game where he's taking a lot of abuse in front, so you know his time might be limited. Now, you know, the thing with $6 million is if, if the cap goes above $80 million, the Penguins will have around $20 million in cap space. They've got a lot of guys they need to sign, but I don't know. I mean, I think if you can get Hornquist to go two or three years, and I think $6 million works. Bro, he, he, won't go, he won't go two or three years. He just won't. No, I agree. I agree 100%. No, See, here, here's a way you could justify signing him for four years. If you figure, okay, we got two more years to contend legitimately, then after that he'll suck, but we'll suck too, and we just eat the money. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. But, yeah, I mean, if you're Hornquist, this might be your, your last significantly big contract. So, you know, you're looking for maybe six years to get you to 36, 37. So it's a tough spot for the Penguins because he's a heart and soul guy, and I think he's probably having his best year as a Penguin right now. Would you agree? It's it's tough to say somebody's having their best year in, in January, but he's doing great, isn't he? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a big Patrick Hornquist fan, but they have a lot of money tied up in a lot of guys. Like you said, a lot of people to sign – 
I'd love to find a way to keep him. I just don't know if it will turn out to be possible. Let's go to John on the road. John, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Mark, first-time caller. How Uh, exciting. Oh, it is pretty exciting. Quick question for you. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to catch any of the game last night. I just wanted to hear your um, unfiltered opinion of how DeSmith didn't go. Everything I read uh, sounded like he did pretty well, and he had a pretty uh, good performance down in Wilkesbury recently. Just what are your thoughts on his performance last night? I wouldn't say DeSmith played spectacular, John, but I thought he played very solid. He only allowed one goal uh, in 60 minutes to a pretty good offensive team. No, hey, I mean, honestly, unfortunately, I wasn't able to catch any of the game, and I would have liked to see it, but I appreciate the input. Well, you see, here's the thing about Casey DeSmith. I hope you're not suggesting he's like a long-term prospect. or that. that far he, that, from, far from. Yeah, he's a fill-in guy. He did pretty good for a fill-in guy. Uh, had he not done well, maybe he never would have played in the NHL again. And, you know, guys like that, they make their NHL money a little bit at a time, and this should enable him to make a, a little more but. Put it this way, if either Jari or Murray got a long-term injury, they wouldn't let Casey Smith be the number two. They would trade for uh, somebody else, probably Antti Niemi. 412-333-9939. Up next in studio, he is the king of old school. He is John Steigerwald, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. You don't have an option. You think it's the you show? It's the me show. Hey, what's up, Mark? Come on. The lights... The robe, the hair, the woo! The X at 1059. Joining me now in studio is the king of old school, noted author and 40-year broadcasting veteran, John Steigerwald. Stag, if Lev Bell skipped the walkthrough playing for Chuck Noll or Bill Belichick, would he play in that game? Um, you know, I think it's a it's a uh, it's an unnecessary question because I don't think he would do it, number one, but if he did, I I don't think they would not play in that game, but they might not be on the, the team for very long after that game. Uh, you know what I mean? Because I don't think he would feel it was fair to the team to give them less of a chance. I to, don't know about that. I don't, I don't know. know about that, especially if it was a repeat offender oh, yeah, yeah. who screwed up as many times as Love Bell has. Well, see, if he screwed up as he did, he wouldn't be on Chuck Knoll's team. Well, That's I, my point. I, I think you're right. I think if he were playing for Chuck Knoll or Bill Belichick, he'd be scared to not show up for a walkthrough, whereas Tomlin has kind of encouraged that culture. Right. He said it doesn't matter. And um, I don't see that. That's why it's hard to, to answer the question because I can't imagine it happening with Chuck Knoll or Bill Belichick. Uh, and, and they're probably uh, – Bill Parcells might be another guy to throw in there who wouldn't – Tom Coughlin. Yeah. Wouldn't, just wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. What should the Steelers do with Lev Bell? Going to be a free agent. They're not going to sign him long term because they'll never give him 15 mil a year like he wants. If they franchise him, you have to pay him $14.5 million dollars. You know he'll sit out training camp again at the very least and maybe even hold out longer than that as he's threatened. So would you spend the 14-5 on Lev Bell and all the BS that accompanies, or would you use that money elsewhere? Well, apparently the problem, and I'm not a capologist, but a big problem with it since he would be a franchise player and it would be a one-year deal for $14.5 million, that entire $14.5 million would be charged against the cap as opposed to if you sign him to a $60 million deal – you can you can give him a, a ten million dollar signing bonus and you then can finagle yeah but you can't if it, the whole every nickel would be charged to the salary cap uh, to, and and that's that becomes a problem and so I don't think I have a pro, I have a feeling they're not going to sign him to a one year deal they'll let him go before they'll do that they can get a they won't franchise him no I I think you might be right and uh, 
I'm more leaning now, considering all the baggage he carries with the two-pot suspension. I mean, there's such a litany of things where Lev Bell's effed up and effed the Steelers yeah. and effed his teammates. It's a passing league. Good to very good running backs are readily available at a decent price. For example, like I said yesterday, look at D'Angelo Williams in 2015 when Bell was suspended at season start and then injured at season's end. D'Angelo started 10 games, averaged 4.5 yards a carry, got 11 touchdowns, really did just a little less than Bell would have in that amount of playing time, and cost literally one-tenth the price. That's right. And so could you get somebody to cost one-half the price? It'd be pretty good. One-quarter, uh, probably. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Le'Veon Bell is a great player. and I he do might too. He might be the best running back in the league, but I also think that any good or a little bit better than good running back in Todd Haley's offense, I don't know what this offense is going to look like. I'm going to assume it's going to be much the same. Anybody in that position, if he stays healthy, he's going to put up some huge numbers just because of the nature of the position and the guy who's throwing the ball to him out of the backfield. Um, so I, I don't think there would be a huge drop-off if you went out and got a, a, a really good running back instead of a great one. Ed Bouchette says there's some doubt the Steelers will bring uh, Bell back, and if they're thinking about not, then uh, I think chances are they will not bring him back. That's right, and here's the thing. The minute you think about it, you know, the minute you think about going against that grain – when it comes to a guy who's you know been a great player for you, but such a pain, uh, it's like when you talk about retiring, you might as well. Right. If you're thinking about getting rid of Bell, Time then maybe it's a good idea. And here's the thing. How much of a moron do you have to be? You are in a situation where you are uh, trying to display to the company that you're working for that you are a good investment worth maybe 50 or $60 million. $60 million. How many of it guaranteed? 25? Probably 20? more. And so you show up late for the for the playoff game. The AF, not, the, not the AFC Championship game. You show up late for a playoff game. After having shown up late for the walkthrough. In fact, yeah. barely showing up at all. Yeah. Uh, and you've already been caught with the with pot and suspended and all that stuff. Not once, but twice. Yeah. Why? What kind of a moron do you have to be to do that? Now, I, maybe it's they, you know, he's already made... 12 15 million whatever it is since he's been in the in the NFL and maybe money just doesn't he's lost all track of what money means but he's he's playing around with 50 60 million dollars he may end up going and, and getting a nice deal with somebody but what he's doing maybe may have already cost him 10 million dollars but, but he won't get 15 mil per year from anybody no, ever but what uh, i'm saying is what he's already done Stag, let me tell you what a big handicap is for him i'm telling you he thinks he can rap well that's a yeah oh he uh, so he thinks that's where he's going next I, i've heard him rap yeah it's painfully bad. Well, it doesn't surprise me. Painfully bad. Now, so that's his fallback. He thinks, you know, I'll get my twenty million out of that. I think he thinks it is. <laughs> oh my god, it's uh, dumber than I thought. Did the Steelers' chaos finally catch up to them? Did that general lack of discipline add up to that twenty-one-zero early deficit against Jacksonville? You know, I can't. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a it's a legitimate theory to have. It's a legitimate a legitimate position to take. I can't prove it, but there's a problem. Um, when you keep hearing day after day different things about lack of discipline, the thing that surprises me more than anything, more than the players, and I'd love to know who the coach was who was late. Was he late for the for the game or late for the practice? Or late both? for the game. Come well, on. well, not late for the actual game, but they got to be in two hours yeah. before the game. You know, you know, Belichick. Um, he has they they had a gigantic snowstorm up there, and he preempted 
any player using the snow as an excuse for, for showing up late. So if you can't make it, stay at a hotel. Right. If and there's going to be any question, you've got to be here on time. And he has, when guys come in late for, for practice, he tells them to get out. Go home. You're done for the day. We don't want you. Get out. That's very old school. Seems to be working okay for him. Yeah, it really does. Jacksonville, too, with Coughlin having taken over. Yeah, and he, and he seemed to do okay this year. But, I mean, you you can laugh at Belichick all you want about being too old school and, and being an old guy and all that stuff. I don't know. It looks like it's kind of working for him. We're talking to John Steigerwald, brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing, kind on a name you can trust. Uh, well, like I've been preaching, Stag, to stay with that topic, New England shows up for work. Yep. Jacksonville under Coughlin shows up for work. The Steelers show up for super wonderful, crazy fun time. That's right, and it's uh, they're having a little bit too much fun. And you know, by the way, that uh, our friend Chris Adamski at TribLive.com uh, wrote today that uh, the Steelers were, I guess, considered one of the best at uh, touchdown celebrations. So well, You see, that, that was a bad reflection because the NFL website had a contest to vote for the Best touchdown celebration, okay. and Juju is on Twitter campaigning. Hey, vote, hey, y'all, Juju. vote for vote for the hide and seek. Well, Juju and I predicted this from the minute we thought he was cute. Right, he's being enabled by the coaches to be an ass. He needs to. He calm got down. his ass whipped by an underdog at home. You dropped the key ball. You only made three catches. You were invisible. Hey, y'all, vote for hide-and-seek. Not only that, he's come out with merch. He's got a big merch deal. I don't, look, he's a kid uh, who's made the big time, and he wants to make the big bucks. He's out there peddling merch. How he ain't, ain't going to do it one T-shirt at a time. No, but you know, how about wait until 20 minutes after you just lost the, you know, the biggest game? Of the I, year I totally agree. Now, they won't fire Tomlin, but would you fire Tomlin? No. Um, I don't think you can. You can't justify it. You can... You can you can come up with all kinds of reasons why you'd like to see him do things differently, but the what second, would you most like to see him do different? Uh, I'd like to. Here's here's what would impress me as a coach. If, if this would really impress me, I don't expect it to happen. There's all this talk about discipline and what you just said, showing up for play instead of showing up for work. I would like to see Tomlin. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to tell the media. I'd like to see him go to the team at some point between now and, and training camp and say, "Look, we're cleaning up our act." If you're not here on time, start laying down some rules. I don't. I don't want to hear one word about anybody planning a a celebration in the end zone after we score a touchdown. Matter of fact, I don't want to see any. I want to see well, you take well, the ball and hand it to the referee. He's doing the well. I, I would. I, just that would show me that he's trying to take here's control. Here's what I would do. I would cut a bunch of guys who have big minds that, that don't help. I'd that get rid too. of Mitchell, Vince Williams, and I'd fire Joey Porter. That too. Because if you made me bet on which coach was late. Uh, I would yeah. bet on on Joey yeah, Porter. Yeah. So and and then and, and you know what? Getting rid of Lev Bell would send a message in that regard as well. No question. It's just is sending that message worth you know everything Lev Bell brings to the table. Right. But but, if I... but Tomlin will never do that. In fact, it's the opposite direction. I mean that 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 day after press conference, he said, "Well, my kids are sixteen and seventeen. They have social media. Yeah. It's a matter of using it properly." Okay. First off, uh, your kids are sixteen and seventeen. They're not on your roster. The other guys are adults, and they 29, work for you. Antonio so Brown's tell 29. them to not use social media. Right. If you tell them to not use social media, what are they going to do? Sue? Well, let's say let's just say that the Steelers decided to do what Jacksonville did and said, you know, we kind of like what Mike Tomlin's doing, but we need we need some somebody come in here to influence things and maybe change the just change the the uh, attitude, change the the atmosphere. And Tom Coughlin came in. Do you think there'd be some changes and stuff like that? Well, I do. 
They're, and, they're not going to do that. No, they're not. And and let, so let me tell you something. I let me tell you a guarantee. I will make. Not only will the culture not improve next year, it'll be even worse. Well, it might be because Tomlin might be deciding that he's going to show that it doesn't matter. Hey, and if he goes out and wins a Super Bowl next year and they're still doing the same things, then he can forever say, leave me alone about it. But he's going to have to live with it now till next year. As I've often said, this group of players will never win a Super Bowl because they are not mentally, emotionally, or in terms of being committed, wired to do that. It's not the most important thing in their lives, winning football games. Whereas with the New England Patriots, it's the only thing that's allowed to be important in their lives. Now, Todd Haley got fired. Was he a scapegoat? Yeah. Well, not fired, but just not renewed. Yeah. Was he a scapegoat or was ditching him the right thing? Um, well, I don't know about the you know the the uh shootout at the OK Corral over there after No, no, the, the battle of Tequila Cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if much that had to do with it, but if it did, how do you explain Joey Porter keeping his job? But but I um I you know, you, you say you can't you can't fire Tomlin because of his his record and his his production and he's but how can Todd Haley Ben Roethlisberger never sniffed a production like he's had uh under anybody else but Haley uh Antonio Brown has uh, set the world record for for five years I mean what more is a guy supposed to do he put up 42 well, points yeah, and it yeah, wasn't but, enough but, but, how's that his fault the disconnect between him and the quarterback well maybe it's the quarterback's fault they're not going to get rid of the quarterback no but why get rid of either one of them we had success you say to the quarterback hey Ben we're paying you 20 million dollars a year shut up and play they're not going to do that with any quarterback with any team well what if then, even even, he should even be fired. Belichick wouldn't do that with Brady well, maybe, maybe not. There are but, certain guys at certain positions with certain teams that have a certain amount of control, and Ben's one of those. Right, but I'm, I'm, that that may be true. I'll, I'll give you that. That you know, you can't say that to the quarterback, but that doesn't mean that Todd Haley's right, or rather, Ben Roethlisberger's right, and Todd Haley's wrong. Maybe Ben's wrong. Maybe Haley's doing a good job. I don't know. That doesn't. But he's the quarterback, so he gets to well, call see, the shots. I think if you bring in Randy Fickner, which they've done to be the offensive coordinator, yeah, it's going to be the same offense. Okay, but Mark, what? What does Randy Fickner have to do to improve on what? How will we know that it was a good idea? What will he do to make it look better? Well, maybe, he'll, I, I, maybe don't, he'll I don't call care about Ben maybe, being happy. Maybe he'll call a quarterback sneak once that, in a while. That, well, they maybe he won't pitch the ball five yards deep on the short side of the field on fourth and one. For, for all the points and yards Haley put up, his offenses were crap in the red zone, and it had a tough time getting a tough yard. Are we sure that's Todd Haley? I don't know. I mean, does. The, the, we're, uh, I don't know. You and I noticed that they never run a quarterback sneak. Do you think the head coach might have noticed that and said, hey, Todd, I want to have a little meeting. How about a quarterback sneak every six or well, seven years? Well, we've already years? established that the head coach is infallible in the eyes of ownership. Right. And uh, the quarterback's not far behind. Right. So what happened makes perfect sense to me. Oh, it makes sense. I, I'm not the least bit surprised. And plus, with Todd Haley, they had just had enough of him. Maybe. They had had enough of a guy dumb enough to go to Tequila Cowboy. Come on. That's right his... after a game. Am I right? Yeah, he's 50 years old. And go his, home, you know? And nobody will ever tell the stories, but his wife made a million scenes in a million places, including game day in the stands. She did? Yeah, they just had enough. They just had enough. Well, that's that, that's unfortunate for, you know, I don't know how that works at the in the... Todd Haley household, if, if the wife has just cost uh, the number one bread earner. Well, no, no, didn't, didn't cost him, but didn't help. Yeah. Well, it's a fair it's, thing it's, to say. Yeah. Uh, moving to a, a more entertaining topic, namely the Pirates. <laughs> uh, they gutted their team, uh, traded their two best players, and their general manager still claims they're trying to contend. Uh, I give Neil Huntington credit for one thing, Stag. He's got brass that one. Oh, he does. Now, uh, 
of course, it'll be all be fixed because there's a petition that's being signed. That'll signed by it. thousands of people. Yeah, that'll Stagging work. literally thousands. That'll work. Here's what the thousands of people who are signing the petition should have done since about 2000. And, 2000. Stop buying tickets that, and, and, and have 2,600 show up for uh, opening day instead of 36,000. That would be good. That might get his attention. A, a petition? What's he care? And only that, I, I would love to know, what is it, January 19th or 20th, whatever today is, how many tickets are sold between the end of one season and today? A ton. Yeah, I know a lot, but I wonder what percentage of the total. Are well, sold I don't know, but I, I wouldn't buy any tickets till I see who's on the team. That's family grown. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. What up, man? There's always been an unspoken dynamic. I am a lot smarter than you. Okay, so maybe it's a spoken dynamic. The X at 105.9. It's time now for the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts. And today's Cold Hard Facts are about Le'Veon Bell and why the Steelers should let him walk. He got suspended twice for pot. A third suspension seems inevitable. That's a fact. It's a passing league. Running backs are interchangeable. You can get a pretty good one for one quarter, maybe one-eighth of what Lev Bell wants. That's a fact. He's not going to sign with Pittsburgh long-term. And if he gets franchised, there's going to be some level of shenanigans. Again, that's a fact. He can't get short yards. He can't get tough yards. That's a fact. Bell had over 400 touches this past season. The wheels could be falling off as we speak. That's a fact. You could use what you're paying Bell to fix your defense. That's a fact. Lev Bell's a jackass. He talked about skipping next season or retiring two days before the playoff game against Jacksonville. He skipped all but five minutes of the walkthrough. You're supposed to be in the locker room two hours before the game, but Bell wasn't this past Sunday. Those are all cold, hard facts. I made up my mind. Lev Bell's got to go. Go! That sucker's got to go. Coors Light Cold Hard Facts brought to you by Coors Light. Enjoy 22-ounce Coors Light drafts for just 2 bucks during all Penn's games at the Flats on Carson Street in the South Side. Thanks to Coors Light for bringing us the Cold Hard Facts. I'm tired of doing anything but taking calls, so now's a good time to call 412-333-9939. For me, finding out that Lev Bell missed the walkthrough against the Jacksonville game and showed up late for the Jacksonville game, uh, that pushed me over the edge. I would definitely let Bell walk. I'd cut Mitchell. Here's Jerry Dulac and what he had to say today at postgazette.com about Mike Mitchell. Mitchell is a salary cap liability whose production doesn't match his paycheck. I don't see him coming back. I'll get rid of Vince Williams. I'll get rid of Joey Porter. You know, it shows what a bad taste was left in our mouths after a 13-3 season when you're talking about getting rid of this guy, that guy, and the other guy. One coach has been fired. You wonder why more haven't been fired. 
It was a really bad 13-3 and season. And I know that sounds stupid, and I also think I'm absolutely right for saying it. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Hey, the only record that matters is they went 0-1 in the playoffs. Let's go to Brian in Wexford. Brian, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Double M. Uh, question, uh, two different questions. Do you think they'll pay Joe Hayden $9 million? And uh, why? I thought Joe Hayden was already signed for, for the next two years. Yeah, he's he on contract, but they have the option to, to, to pick him up. It was a one-year deal, how it was broken down, is what they said. I think they need to bring Joe Hayden back because I think he was the only guy who had a good game on defense against Jacksonville, and he clearly is the glue for that unit. And my question about the Pirates is, why do, why won't Nutting sell it to Mark Cuban that has the money to buy Mark the Pirates? Mark Cuban doesn't want to buy the Pirates. Where, where, where did you hear that Mark Cuban wants to buy the Pirates? He showed interest before. Oh, really? Can you produce a link to an article that says that? Because I, I would I would bet you can't. Or you could hang up because you're a jackass, you jackass. People always mythologize about Mark Cuban wanting to buy the Pirates. Mark Cuban never wanted to buy the Pirates. Mark Cuban, remember when he said he wanted to buy the Penguins? You know what he wanted? He wanted Mario to put in all the money and for Mark Cuban to have all the control. And I have that from a pretty good source. Let's go to Mark in Bethel Park. Mark, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Um, question. I t- first, I totally agree with you with Le'Veon. Uh, he's not going to sign here long term. We should try and get rid of him, get him out of the locker room. Do you think there's any chance that you could trade him for a top five pick and draft Barkley from Penn State? No, uh, because uh, Lev Bell's going to be a free agent. Okay. I just figured he's the most similar type of back. Yeah, I heard you the first time. He's going to be a free agent. Why would somebody trade for the rights to a free agent? I don't know. I just It was just a thought. Okay, it's it, a dumb it, one, but thank you for calling. That's like, get Cleveland to take Lev Bell and we can take Saquon Barkley at number four. Let's go to Mark and Erwin. Mark, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Um, I'd like to see the Steelers go all in be do. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see them re-sign Bell, maybe trade to Castro for perfect to be mentored by Porter. Yeah, goodbye, jerk-off. Trade to Castro for perfect to be mentored by Porter. Goodbye, jerk-off. Let's go to Artie and Slippery Rock. Artie, you're on with the super genius. And then dial your own. I'm glad Artie hung up because he was going to suggest franchising Bell and then trading him to Cleveland for Saquon Barkley. Okay, trade for the guy who had 400 carries this year and who's handled such a workload in his NFL tenure. Yeah, let's get him instead of the guy coming straight out of college who's not a clown. Tell you what, though, and this won't happen, if you told me right now I could have Saquon Barkley instead of Lev Bell, oh, God, I would I would push you down a flight of steps to get in front of the line to make that deal. Up next, we'll talk to Bob McLaughlin, 105.9. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark, huge fan, love the show. Because that's what you got to do. Hey, Mark, big fan and all that. I, 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 I think you're on to something. The X at 105.9. Of course, I just got tweeted a bunch of clips where Mark Cuban said he asked to buy the Pirates in 05 but was turned down. The key phrase there is, 
asked to buy. No, actually, the key phrase is Mark Cuban says. Okay, the Pirates got taken over by Bob Nutting in 07. What makes you think Cuban couldn't have got them in 05 if he would have made a legitimate offer given how much money he has and could afford to offer? Mark Cuban just lies about stuff like that to make sure we remember he's still a Pittsburgher. Did it with the Pirates, did it with the Penguins. He lies all the time. Mark Cuban, he's he's only had one good idea ever, but it made billions. It's a pretty good one idea to have, but he's still only had one good idea ever. I'm joined now by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought you by 84 Lumber. Bob, your thoughts on the new developments in the Lev Bell saga that he skipped all but five minutes of the walkthrough before the Jacksonville game and uh, showed up late for the Jacksonville game. Does that change your stance on what the Steelers should do about Lev Bell moving forward? Yeah, it does, if it's allowed. If I can change my vote from yesterday, that that puts me over the top for that one. It was close yesterday, but if that's going on before the most important game of the year and all that you have at stake you know, in that game against Jacksonville, that just shows he is not of the team. He is not with the team. You're going to get more of the same. Your word shenanigans next season. Uh, Steelers need to go out and look for the replacement. You know, move on without him. Because the window is still open, even without Lev Bell. Do you think Tomlin should have disciplined Bell uh, for his double tardiness? Do you think he should have benched him for the Jacksonville game or... Maybe for the, well, actually, he wasn't on the field for the first series. Well, I was just going to ask you. I texted a couple people, and I remember seeing stories about why wasn't he on the field for the first series. Oh, maybe that explains it. There you go. That's a rather meager punishment, isn't it? Yeah, and they script those plays, though. Don't they always script, like, I mean, you do. The first 10 plays or whatever, yeah. First 10 or 12, you do not change that no matter what, um, unless they went in after the walkthrough and said, okay, we're sitting him. Because there would have been no way they knew he was going to be late for the game on game day. Do you wonder what the reaction of Tomlin was and the other coaches and Bell's teammates when he shows up with five minutes left in the walkthrough? Because I wonder. I can't believe it took that long to get out. You know what I mean? The story, yeah, that's true. I can't either. And here's the one thing. You know, when Ed Bouchette wrote his story yesterday or when it first came out yesterday that the Steelers were possibly planning on moving on without Lev Bell, there had to be a big reason behind that. And I was waiting for that to come out. This would be a big reason behind that. To miss that walkthrough, most of that walkthrough, pretty much all of that walkthrough, and then to be late on game day after you've already missed the final walkthrough. That's him sending Well, he doesn't message. care. He yeah, doesn't exactly. care. He doesn't care, or he cares to send his message saying, you know what, get me out of here. I don't want to be here. Do you think when Lev Bell showed up with five minutes left in the walkthrough, he said, what'd I miss? <laughs> uh Maybe he's got a song about it coming out. What about the Ed Bouchette, a rap, please? He's not a singer. He's a rapper. What about the Ed Bouchette also saying that Tomlin made many of the defensive calls all year and often took over defensive meetings? That's a simp- That's your reason as to why the none of the defensive coaches got reprimanded or not reprimanded, but let go or even questioned you know, post-game or in his remarks during the press conference. If it all falls on him, if he's actually the one in charge, he's not going to put that out there. And here's the other thing, you know, I understand that all of the stuff on the field starts and stops with the head coach, Mike Tomlin. He himself has said that how many times throughout the year? He'll take responsibility for this. He'll take credit for that. He's the head coach. We get that. At some point, Art Rooney has to sit him down and say, okay, you've had great success here. Here's what has to happen from now. This is going off the rails. We've got the opportunity. The window is open with this group of people. There are things going wrong right now with this team. You need to tighten it up. Because he's got 
every right to do that. And you I think, think Art I, would say that. Do you think Tomlin would respond favorably to it? Well, you know, I can only take. See, I don't think the culture is going to change one bit next year. Not one little bit, which means it'll probably get worse. I don't think it will either, Mark. I hope it does. Um, you know, but Art Rooney, I mean, as his job, as owner. I wouldn't be that, shocked if the Steelers went 8-8 eight and eight next year. Oh, with that talent, I'd be a little shocked. I don't know. Bad trickles down, and this is pretty bad. Well, are we talking with Lev Bell or without Lev Bell? I think they've got a better chance to maintain without Lev Bell. That sounds absurd, but I keep going back to D'Angelo Williams in 2015 at one-tenth of the price. That's, no, I see your argument. I don't know, though, if I would go so far as to that right now. Like, I would say, yeah, because of what's going on and the distractions and what he pulled going into that Jacksonville game, yes, get rid of him. I still think, though, that the Steelers would be better with him because he's just a weapon with all the different things he is able to do. What about Greg Brown saying Bob Nutting's a great guy and he really wants to bring a championship to the city of Pittsburgh? Brown, he's a great guy himself. A great announcer, but that came off as stoogerific, didn't it? He is a great guy. When I was on the X, I'm a big show, fan. I really am. Oh, I know you are. I, I've seen interactions. Uh, I've, you know, look. When I did the X Morning Show here for years, we had Greg Brown on every Friday. Before we put him on the air, I would ask him the dumbest questions about baseball because I just wasn't in on the Pirates back in those days. Still not. But Brownie did a great job to get me interested. But the next time I see him, I got to buy him a beer and say, Greg. About that, you know, about your tweet. Let's hash this one out right now. Booby, what were you thinking? Love you, Greg, but way off base on that one. That's Bob McLaughlin. He's brought to you by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956. Uh, I- I'll tell you what. The next dealer season is a long way away, but they are just giving us so much material to talk about. In the meantime, we got the New England Patriots to root against. Tom Brady got a bunch of stitches in his hand. We'll talk about that more in about 30 seconds here on 105.9. Oh, wait. I, I hate doing these effing giveaways. Listen, we'll give you a keyword. You can text it. You win a 1000 bucks. Bye.